Welcome to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Hey guys, I'm Jasmine. A registered dental hygienist. What does your tongue say about you? Traveler, fashionista, and home lover. She's obsessed with teeth. There's my teeth. And loves making people smile. <laughs> Enlightening, honest, funny. Sweet Jiminy Crickets. And always true to herself. Don't compare yourself to others. This is Just Floss It. Now, here's Jasmine. It is 11.30 at night on Wednesday, and I have work tomorrow at 9 a.m., and I don't know why, but I can't sleep for the life of me. So that means y'all get a podcast from me. So here it is, Just Fawcett Podcast. Today, while I was cleaning my patient's teeth and just trying to pass by time, and I don't know if a lot of you guys do this, but I know I sure as heck do, I'll be cleaning someone's teeth, and I'm totally zoning out and thinking about something else. Patients always ask me, Oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't brush my teeth. You're probably thinking that my mouth is so gross. No, girl, I'm actually thinking about what I'm going to have for dinner tonight. What what type of work I have to do when I get home, all the chores, I have to take out the trash. I am not thinking about your damn smile. <laughs> Just kidding. Okay, I partially um but today I was like, you know, what would my listeners would like what would you guys want to hear and I thought to myself maybe they want to hear about my life prior to hygiene about prior to being a dental hygienist I guess I'll start off in high school because I feel like that's the time frame that I remember the most at a young age in high school I was not the cool girl I remember my first day uh, of high school it was really like the kind that you see in movies. Total mean girls. I remember walking to my classes and I was being bullied by these group of girls that I had never met before, never seen a day in my life. And they followed me to and from my classes when I would get out. And I remember them calling me names that I did not know the definition of. As a matter of fact, they were, they referred to me as a hoe, a slut, And all these different words that I had no idea what they meant. Now, prior to high school, I for sure had kissed a boy. I was so in love with this kid that all the girls wanted. And he was my very first kiss in in, uh, middle school. Sorry. Um, But when I look (laughs) at the definition of a hoe or a slut or any of those words, I definitely was not even near close to that. And I actually remember this day because I went home and I think I asked my mom, what does a hoe or a slut mean? And she looked at me like, why in the world are you asking me that? For those that don't know, I guess I should give you a little background of myself. I am half Mexican, half white. And these girls that were following me were Latina and I apparently dressed, quote unquote, too white for them. Uh, I did not grow up in a household where I labeled myself as Mexican or white. It wasn't something that I even honestly thought of. Um, I don't see people for color or for where they come from. I just see people as humans. And 
So when I got into high school and I was immediately labeled as this person, it was really hard for me to digest how to act or how to be as a person. So I started to really isolate myself in high school and I really honestly, when I look back, I didn't have that many friends. I concentrated on school. My parents were really, really strict on me. Um, I had pretty much, I think, two boyfriends throughout my whole high school. One that I was, I don't even know what you call it, for like the first year it was fun and you know, like your first high school boyfriend, it's all ooey gooey and mushy and you're just like, oh my God, I'm going to marry this guy and you never do. And then I had my second boyfriend that I stayed with for about four years and I really just kept to myself. And I think what surprised me the most was I never, I think I attended one football game and I legit wanted to go home so badly because I thought it was so boring. Um, I went to two high school dances. Actually, I take that back, three high school dances. I went with one of my boyfriend's proms and then my prom. And to my surprise, I somehow got nominated for prom queen. I have no idea how in the heck I got nominated for prom queen because like I said, I considered myself a pretty lonely bird. Um, I really didn't care much to be popular or to really be noticed. I, I guess I could say that I really didn't care for high school at all. I thought that it was a huge show for all and that people wanted to be cool and I just didn't really ever feel like I fit in. And so I was really excited to graduate high school, but when prom came along for me, it was so neat because when I felt alone in high school, what I didn't realize is that I wasn't alone at all. And that all these people that I thought really didn't care about me somehow voted and nominated me for prom queen. And to my surprise, I won. And I'll never forget that day because (laughs) I did not go in with any intention of winning prom queen. I was competing against the top cheerleader, the prettiest, like the president of our school, um, just my competition was going to outbeat me and I knew it. And (laughs) I remember before I left to my prom, my parents just told me, just have fun and who cares at the end of the day who wins. Like at the end of it, all that matters is that you had fun. And that's exactly the type of mindset that I went in with. And so when they put that crown on my head, I remember thinking, they're putting the crown on the wrong girl. (laughs) It was actually quite funny. Uh, We went to take prom photos uh, for the prom king and queen and the other court was with us. And I remember this girl was so upset. I actually came in last minute during the photo shoot because they couldn't find me. I was probably by the snack bar knowing me. And... Once I came into the room while they were taking the photos, uh, 
they asked this girl that really wanted the crown, apparently, to please move aside so that I could sit next to the king. And she was like, I'm not moving. And I think I was so shocked because I was like, wow, I think she really wanted this thing and I really didn't care about it. And I remember I took off my crown and I just said, you can have my crown. I I really don't care. And we both froze because I think in that moment she realized what she did, which was very odd. And something that someone told me that always stuck with me is that people may forget you, but they will never forget the way that you treated them. So I always did my best in life, although I have made a couple mistakes, is to treat people the way that you want to be treated and make sure that any stamp that you leave behind is memorable and that they recognize you to be a good human, no matter what it is you do. When I graduated high school, again, I felt like pretty much a loner. I had a few friends here and there, but nothing that I could say that was like, wow, I'm going to stick with these friends for absolute ever, except for one, which is Zenab, and you guys have probably seen her all over my stories. I did end up sticking with her for the last 14 years of our friendship, which is so awesome, and I'm so grateful for our friendship. I got into college, and I had no idea what I wanted to do. My parents had always told me, especially my dad, you should become a dental hygienist. You would love it. Or you should become a dentist. You would love it, and you would be exceptional at it. And like any teenager, I honestly just blew my dad off and didn't really care for what he had to say. And one day, it hit me. I was like, okay, I want to be a fashion guru. Like, I want to be a fashion buyer. I want to be in the fashion industry. I want to be a blogger. I want to do all these things. Um, (laughs) And my parents, especially my dad, like I said, was just like, no, like, that's not sustainable. Do you realize how competitive that job is? And like, I know you love it, but I feel like it's just a hobby and you'd be so great at hygiene. Please trust me. I still didn't listen to my dad. I actually signed up to meet with a counselor at FITM, which is a fashion institute in downtown Los Angeles. And I met with them and I was extremely interested in becoming a buyer and I wanted to go to school for that. And once I realized that the program cost anywhere between ninety to $150,000, I was like, deuces, I am not doing that. And so I decided to go back to the drawing board. And my dad's like, I told you, you should really think about dental hygiene. So I gave it a thought and I looked up the prerequisites and decided to look into dental hygiene. And I started to take the prerequisites slowly. And I kept just thinking, is this for me? Is this, am I doing this because this is what my dad told me to do? I was waiting for that aha moment to tell me, this is what you should be doing, Jasmine. And guys, I feel like it took forever. I just never had that aha moment. 
I felt like I really pushed myself to think that this was good for me. I was like, healthcare is great. I want to help people. I want to improve people's lives. How else can I apply this? And so I actually started to listen to my dad and said, I maybe I should do this. Started to take the prerequisites. I did horrible in biology and microbiology, like I've told you guys. And I still tossed around, should I become a dentist? Should I become a dental hygienist? Are people going to think that I'm not good enough as a dental hygienist and always ask me, why don't you become a dentist? Because that was the next question once I told them, oh, I think I'm going to go to dental hygiene school. Well, why don't you just become a dentist? Why not make more money? And it was always like, whatever I said I wanted to be just wasn't good enough for people's ears for some odd reason. And once I realized that I needed to do this for myself, I I feel like that's when things started to work out smoothly. I started to realize, okay, Jasmine, this is something you can do. I went and I volunteered at my local free dental clinic at least one time before I gave in more of my time and invested more of my time into my prerequisites. And I realized after volunteering once, wow, I really like this. I can deal with the blood. I can deal with people because at the end of this, they're going to be smiling. And I could be the reason that person is smiling. And it's funny because Now, when I'm speaking to you guys on this platform, on my podcast, I'm realizing that I still took my blogging aspirations and my fashion (laughs) inspirations and I brought it into my dental hygiene world with my Instagram because I am, in a sense, blogging about my life for love of fashion, my home design, and dentistry and dental hygiene and I'm inspiring other people hopefully to chase their dreams as well and it's just so crazy to think right now as I'm saying this out loud like wow you kind of did do fashion blogging and dental hygiene somehow and the funniest part guys is that the girls that were mean to me in high school the people that I cared so much about what they thought of me in high school, I think they follow me on Instagram now. (laughs) And I just hope that people in this world learn to be a little bit more kinder, gentler, because we are all so so like soft inside which leads me to my next thing which is in dental hygiene school I do feel like women or dental hygiene students in general need to work on empowering and lifting up each other instead of bringing each other down there was so many points in my program And not just in my program, but I also hear from other students or people that have graduated the program 
about their experience in their program, about how nasty people turn. And I just wish that everybody would realize that we all have a common, we all have like a common end factor that we all want, which is to pass, to complete our exams, and to become an RDH. And I have no idea why sometimes the program brings out the worst in people, but I just want to remind you that we are all going through so many different emotions in the program. And to please consider people's feelings and to not make it catty or about you or turn people against each other, do your best to lift each other up because the program is so difficult and it brings out the worst in people and it stresses people out to no other level. And the more we realize that if we had each other's backs, the program would be that much easier. I always did my best in my throughout my entire program to help others. I would bend over backwards for a lot of people without expecting anything back. I always helped with Spanish speaking. I made a point to text other patients for my classmates. I I would find patients all the time and give them back to my classmates. I always did my best to be selfless because I am a huge believer in karma and good karma. And it always paid off for me. I promise you guys, it will pay off. It may not seem like it at times, but it truly will. <laughs> now I just feel like I'm mumbling, but I hope this helped at least one of you guys out. And I hope that you guys have a fabulous rest of your week. And I'm going to stop mumbling now and hopefully go to bed because it's probably like 1230 now. <laughs> And I hope you guys have a great night. Thanks for tuning into my podcast. I'll catch up with you guys later this week. Toodles. Enlightening, honest, and funny. You've been listening to Just Floss It with Jasmine Capra. Keep up with Jasmine at justflossit.com and follow her on Instagram and TikTok at Just Floss It. Thanks for listening.